It's nice to be back in Miami. Flying back to Mexico, so if some of you are uh, in Mexico, I'll be presenting for AMPI. AMPI is the Association of Professional uh, Real Estate Agents in Mexico. I'll be in Merida, Yucatan uh, on uh, Thursday. I'll be presenting, uh, closing the event. So hope to for some of you to see you there. I, I know some of you are going to be there. So let's get started today with your questions. So let's start with question number one. Let's see who has questions. What's uh, what challenges do you have from last week? Any challenges from last week? And if not, we can close the uh, the room today and go back to any questions. Any questions right there? Let's see. Number one. Yes. All right, Stephanie. Stephanie, what question do you have for me? Let's see. Stephanie, go ahead. Stephanie. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Interest objection. Just says interest objection. And you can uh, uh, unmute your microphone if you want to. Interest objection. All right. So let's talk about that. Interest rates are going up, right? So always with any objection, it's not about answering that objection. It's about understanding what the client wants to accomplish. One more time, when we answering an objection, it's not about just giving them the answer, it's understanding what we want, what they want to accomplish. So <clears throat> let's say it's an investor, it's just for the sake, and just if you want to do a role playing, I'll be more than glad, you can uh, unmute your microphone and put your camera on and you'll be the uh, the client, I'll be more than glad to be the agent. If not, that's okay. Not, that's okay. Either. Either. Uh, yeah, my English is little, so really I'm not a good idea. That, that, okay, that's fine. Don't worry about it. So you can mute yourself again. All right. And uh, to me, the most important thing, let's say the uh, client wants to buy a property and he wants a 6% return. Now, at the end of the day, what is the client's goal again? Is to get what? 6% return on the property, right? 6%. Got it? So, Mr. Client, your goal is to get a 6% return. Is that right? Yes. Perfect. If I can get you a property that is yielding, that is giving you 6% return, regardless of the interest rate, right, would you still be interested? Because at the end of the day, that's what he's looking for. So I need to focus and look at Thomas going like this, right? At the end of the day, it's what are you looking for, Right. What's the end result? What is it that you want to accomplish? You don't want lower interest rate. That's not the result you want. You want higher return. So if I can get you a 6% return on your property, will you be still interested? And some of them will say yes. Some of them will say no. Got it? Now, let me remind you also, for the sake of, of the reasoning, we are at 7% right now. Now, let's say I'm getting married, right? Or I'm, I'm having a kid. Of course, that's not my situation. I need to move to a bigger property. Make sense? I need to move to a bigger property. Now, the interest rate is secondary, right, to my actual need. If I need to move, I need to pay the 7%. Because rent are getting, are getting way, way higher. There is a phrase that I love, which is interest rates might be at 7%. What's the interest rate on rent? 100. Exactly. Would you rather pay 7% interest rate or 100% interest rate? Because rent is 100% interest rate. 
And especially right now, interest rates are extreme, interest, I'm sorry, and rent are extremely, extremely high. Got it? Let me remind you also in the 80s when we had 17 and 18%. Now, it's not low, you know, you know, it's been 40 years since we have this interest rate. But at the end of the day, Mr. Client, what is your goal? What is your number one goal? What is it that you need? Make sense? Right? Perfect. If anybody has any other suggestion on that, I'll be more, more than glad. And again, you, I want you to work with the convince instead of trying to convince. That's why we need to have so many leads. And I was in the Dominican Republic explaining this, right? I don't want to try to convince anybody. And for those, some of you, I know that one of the qualities, if you want to call it qualities, it's called patience. And I don't want, I never, my mom always said, you got to be patient. I don't want to be patient. That's the last thing I want to develop. Patient slows me down, right? So th that's my opinion. It's only my opinion. I don't want to be patient. So, and you know, for some of you who talk to me, I only have seven to eight minutes to talk, right? Either we move forward or we don't. And I respect both. All right. So again, if you had 150 listings and 40 contracts today, would you be trying to convince that person that is talking to you about higher interest rates? And I see Miguelina going, no way. Right. The reason we try to convince somebody is just because we don't have another lead. But if we have more than enough clients, we respectfully, you know, with a lot of respect, right, move on. That's it. So please, your number one job is to, to generate as many leads and to talk to as many people so you can find the people that are moving forward immediately. Do you know people that are buying despite the, real estate, the, the interest rate? Yes or no? Yes or no? Every day, every single day. Got it? So uh, on Wednesday, uh, uh, let me remind you, on Wednesday, we have the uh, the pre-construction workshop live at the Elser, right? Pre-construction workshop live at the Elser from 5 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. All of you are invited. This one is going to be in Spanish, all right? But highly recommend you go. We as a group have sold more than 70 properties at the Elser, at the Elser, 70, still selling every single day. So why, why, why am I telling you this? Because you see people that are still buying. My job is not to convince them. My job is to find the people that are already convinced. Because 7%, because 7% in the US is still very low compared to the interest rate international buyers get in their country still very good got it all right so good good but very good question and right now it's very 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 common all right uh I, here's another question can you help me about properties that pay less than three percent to the buyer's agent and my client can pay the difference what would you do all right let's see can you help me about properties that pay less than three percent to the buyer's agent and my client can pay the difference. What would you do? Eunice, I, I'm assuming that your client is the seller, right? I want to assume that. So let's assume both buyers and sellers, all right? So please, if you can confirm, Eunice, that Hi. your client, 
Is it the seller? No, it's the buyer. And okay. I found the property is paying two persons and and my buyer can't pay the other uh, one person to me. So what would you do? We, we, we got, what country are you at? Sorry? What, where are you based? In what city? In, in Atlanta. Okay, so hold on. Your buyer, the buyer never never pays the commission. No, but you know what happened when, uh, for example, if we find a property is paying just 2% or 225, we ask our client to pay the order, uh, the difference for the three person. I don't know how you're doing in, in, in Miami, but normally here we do that. I'm sorry, I, I, I don't follow. Na nationwide is very simple. Uh, the seller pays 3% to the buyer's agent and 3% to the seller's agent. Uh, so I know. Yes, yeah, but yeah, now for here, for Atlanta, sometimes the, the listing agent talk with the seller and the seller doesn't want to pay the 3% to each uh, buyer, correct? So they just put the listing and they offer to the buyer agent less than three person. So I don't know that that doesn't happen. Yeah, over no, that, that happens here too, but that has nothing to do with your buyer. That has to do with you. Okay. Got it. Nothing happened to you, something like that in the past. Just all the time, all the time. So yeah, many times the seller offers less than three percent to the buyer's agent. Yeah, that's very common. Okay. But but what's the issue? I don't see any issue on that. The buyer is not affected. You are affected. Yes, I know. I know. Okay. So, but you do the, the you do the best what you you do what's best for your client, right? Mm -hmm. So that that happens in Miami all the time, oh, especially with properties that are multi million dollar listings. They are less mm -hmm. than three percent, and agents oh. are okay with that. Okay, of course. Just 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 show the property again. What we want to find is not the highest commission. We want to the highest volume and i want to go as fast as possible and if i see a property that is paying two percent and that's mm -hmm. the best deal in the market that's what i'm going to offer to my client i want mm -hmm. I, I want to go faster right faster mm -hmm. faster faster and and if the best property is two percent and for many times for some reason it's paying two percent because it's the best deal for my client so that's fine you'll get the two percent in this one that's it yeah okay. all right well, Just, thank you and by, by the way that that that's the right thing to do for our clients right of course, yes, of course. Exactly. But sometimes here um we have some uh role or something like that okay. to try to to the, the difference but with the listing agent, you know. But uh, move on, know. move on, just show the property and move on. Don't yes. don't overthink okay. it, move on. Let's okay. let's move the properties faster, let's show the, our clients the best the best properties. Nathan, very good question. Mm -hmm. Leads that do not answer phone calls. What's the next step? Voicemails, message, videos. Anybody here uh, where your leads do not answer the phone calls? <laughs> look, look at the most experienced agents. Look at, look at Fabrice, look at Jose, look at Thomas. All the ten, time. Ten, all the time. 10, 10 out of 10 times. A people are not going to answer your phone call. So I'm going to give you the steps, right? Please write this down. Very important, all right? Number one. You call them. Remember, you should have at least one session a day where the only thing you're doing is sales conversations. And ideally, should, that should be from 9.30 to 11 a.m. Good? 9.30 to 11 a.m. 
every single day. This goes way further than just finding a client. This is to prepare you, to make you a better agent, to increase your communication skills. Got it? So every single day, 9.30 to 11. Then you have another session from 5.30 to 7 p.m. So you try the client in the morning, you try the client in the afternoon. Then you do a session every two weeks or once a month on Saturdays. Got it? From 10.30 to 1. That's it. So Nathan, this is what you're going to do. You try the client in the morning. You try the client in the afternoon. The client doesn't answer the call in the afternoon or the, or, or the morning. Then you try them on Saturday. Nothing happens. You wait two weeks. Maybe that client is on vacation. It's not reachable. That's fine. You try again in two weeks. And you do exactly the same. You try them in the morning. You try him in the afternoon. And then on a Saturday. If the person doesn't answer the phone call, what do you do? You just keep them in the email marketing sequence. The automated email marketing sequence, Nathan. Right. And then you just you monitor. Remember, all of you, right, your number one job every single day is to make sure to, to understand, to know who opened your email last uh, the day before and reach out to those people. Eventually, that person might open the email and you try to reach out to that person again. That simple. Right. Now, now, important after the first conversation, and this is something we did in the Dominican Republic and it was very, and was very good. Do you send information after the first conversation to your client? Yes or no? Yes or no? Thank you, Adamelis. You never, ever send information to your client after the first conversation, ever. How long should a conversation last, the first conversation? Seven to eight minutes, no more than that. And we did it live in the Dominican Republic. We did a live uh, uh, role playing. I was the agent, and then the person was the client, and you know everybody understood why a first conversation should never last more than seven minutes. You don't have to. I mean, seven minutes is too long. It's already too long. There is not more to talk about in the first conversation. What do you want? Where do you want it? Why? When? And how much? That's it. Everything else, it's going to be for the second conversation. Tell me about a. That's exactly what we're going to talk about in the in the second conversation. Send me the properties now. What do we do? No, I want, I want to review the properties with you. So you tell me when you're going to be available. I have available Wednesday at 11.30, at 4.30. I have also Thursday at 12 p.m., at 1 p.m. I also have Friday, all right? Or you ask the client, okay, when are you going to be available this week within the next three days? And I want to show you the properties. And I know you're going to have a lot of questions about those properties. Got it? And my job is to make sure that I answer those questions during that meeting. Why am I asking you to do this? Many of you then will go and spend 30, 40 minutes doing the research to send the quote-unquote best properties for your client. You send them the information. And then what happens? You never hear about them again. You want to create, you need to make sure you are salespeople, guys, right? You need to become professional salespeople. And one of the, the, the most important thing, and I know, Thomas, thank you for always repeating that. What is the number one job 
of every presentation. We know that. To what? Get to the next one. Get to the next one. But in order to get to the next presentation, I need to make sure that every time I finish a conversation, there is an incentive for, their, for that person to go to the next presentation. And let me tell you, Nathan, next Wednesday at 9.30 a.m., I'm going to present you the best four properties in the market, right? For the property you want, where you want it, for the exact reason you want it, and within the price range, range you mentioned. Those four properties that I'm going to get, they are the best four properties in the market. I'm going to take at least 30 to 40 minutes to truly, truly, truly get them and present them to you in a way that you're going to understand everything, the taxes, the maintenance, the history of that property, the conditions of that property. And that's what I just don't want. Most agents will send you that information. But I want to give you all the details during our next presentation because I know you're going to have questions. What's the maintenance? What are the taxes? Do Can I have financing? What would be the mortgage payment on that property? Right? What are the conditions? How long has it been in the market? Is there any price reduction on that property? How negotiable is it? What's the average price per square foot on those properties? And I want to discuss that with you during our next conversation. If I send you the information, it's impossible for you to understand right, the conditions of the property and what's happening in the market. Go ahead, Thomas. Yes, Orlando. What I think is happening is a lot of agents that are new or inexperienced, they want the presentation to do the work for them and they are avoiding the conversation, basically. It's easier, right, to have the presentation, but guys, the presentation is not going to sell the property for you. you. That's what you want in your mind, but it's not happening that way. It's you delivering the conversation. Thank you, Orlando. Very good. Thank, thank you very much. Uh, and that's, that's the sell. I need to sell the importance of the second conversation. If I only send you the properties, which is, and, and this is what you say, right? Which is what most inexperienced agents do, right? They make the mistake of just sending you the property and then you can digest all the information. If I send you the information, will you know the taxes? Yes or no? Exactly, no, Mr. Clark. Will you know the maintenance? Yes or no? No. Will you know the conditions of that property? Yes or no? Will you know how long has been in the market? Yes or no? So you, we can prepare the right offer in case that pro you like that property. All right? Will you know the history of that property? Yes or no? No. And that is part of the consultation during our next meeting. Right? So I'm going to get them. And listen, if you want to have that conversation tomorrow, we can have that conversation tomorrow. I'll have it ready. I'm going to do my part. I'm going to do the research to present the best four properties. And then if none of those properties, right, meet your needs, then we're going to go to the next meeting and the next until we'll find the right one. You need to create interest, right? Desire to go to the second presentation. Very good. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, so if he doesn't answer the phone, answer the sex, all right? And so very important. Remember, guys, do not, do not send uh, properties. Jose, Jose said very something very important. Next, if the client is not convinced to work with you, it's just next, all right? Maria Paula says, I have a client that wants to list his property 
only for 15 days. Should I, what should I say? All right, very important. All right, Maria Paula, the client only wants to uh, list it for 15 days, right? So again, one more time, it's not for us to immediately give them the answer. It's to ask them again, right? Why only for 15 days? Why? Because um, he has it under um, Airbnb. Okay. And so he doesn't want to lose his best days. Good. Now, now that's the conversation. And, and that that is a, a very common issue, right? That they don't want to lose the income from Airbnb. And they all, and he, he can rent it. And I, I told him, like, you can rent it still but he's like i don't want to have people coming over and then i'm going to have a bad review and then i'm gonna you know so and totally 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 reasonable what he's saying completely reasonable and it happens very often now mr client my question to you what's more important all right keep getting the revenue from airbnb which is totally fine or to sell the property if we sell the property right now and they need to hear in terms of monetary compensation right so if you sell the property, if he sells the property, did you do the numbers? How much money he would make? Um, no, I didn't make that. Okay, so that so I need again, I need the emotion. Why, why is he selling the property? Because he wants the money. Correct. It's not about selling the property for him, it's about getting the money. He wants I to, get money know. Because he wants to reinvest. So. Perfect. Oh, excellent. All right. So he wants to reinvest, but but again, in order to reinvest. He is, he's thinking about a finance. There is a, there is a dollar number right there. Let's say it's, he's going to get $200,000 and that he can reinvest, right? So what's more important for you, Mr. Client, to keep getting that daily revenue for Airbnb or to get it $200,000 cash in your pocket right now where there are going to be a lot of opportunities that you can also reinvest. Thanks. Bless you. <laughs> Friend, I see I see Claudia right here, right in the middle. <laughs> All right. So so what, what is it? I need to know that dollar amount. Got it? In order to, I need to make sure that I understand what my client goal is. My client goal is never to sell a property. Ever. Right? That's the step he needs to take in order to achieve his goal. Cash in the bank, right? I'm going to go and find out how much he bought it for and how much he can sell it right now. And then just. And then again, again, but one more time, listen to what I just said, right? The client's goal is never to sell the property. Selling the property, right? Helps the client achieve the goal, which is have cash to reinvest right? Selling the property, it's just not having more expenses, right? Or the burden of, you know, negative uh, cash flow in a monthly basis of selling the properties, allowing him to move to another state or to move to another property. What's the goal? The goal is never to sell the property. That's what he needs to do in order to accomplish his goal. And until we know that, we're always trying to convince the client. Interest rates are not that high. You know, uh, you know, Airbnb is not as good as selling the property. So it's always trying to convince. Okay. Makes a very good question. So again, think in terms of monetary value. All right. Uh, let's see. 
Okay, Lou says, when is the event at the Elser? One more time, if you guys uh, please write it down, the event at the Elser is going to be this coming Wednesday the 9th, November the 9th, from 5 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. All of you are invited. You can bring two or three people to the event. And we're going to have a live workshop. I'm going to be presenting the Elser, right? How to communicate the value of that property to the final user, to your client. And then, of course, the sales uh, uh, director and uh, the sales agents, the in-house agents from the Elser are going to be there to answer any questions uh, for you. Okay, perfect. All right, next questions. Let, let, next question. Let's see. And if anybody wants to, in the meantime, what I'm reading, uh, open the mic and ask the question. I'll be more than glad to do that. Thank you for the expense. You're welcome, Carmen. Carmen. Uh, uh, Jessica says, what about sending properties by email once a week, as you said? Just send information, leave it out, the details, I guess. Yes, you should be sending the properties in a weekly basis, but that's different, right? That is not to people. So there's a big difference between sending the information to the client that is hot, that says, I want to invest right now, that's completely different, right? Than to just sending to your whole database the property of the week. Got it? That's different. Once I, I identify that you truly want to move forward, I don't want to send you anything. I want to meet with you via Zoom or in okay. person. Got it? That's different. But yes, all of you should be sending at least once per week, which is the property of the week, the feature property of the week, the one that you chose. And why, right? And for more information, all right, email me at this address or reach out to me at this number via WhatsApp so we can have a one-on-one -on -one conversation via Zoom. Okay. Got it? Very good. Thank Very you, good. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. I have a Very question. Good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take me. Yeah, go ahead. I'm okay. Yes. Uh, hold on one second. Let me, let me mute. Yeah, let me mute everybody here. Uh, let me mute and then... Uh, Huh. Let me see. See, one week without Zoom, and then I don't. I can't even find how to mute people now. There you go, mute. See what happens? Practice, practice, practice. All right, uh, Edmi, go ahead. Okay. Yes. Uh, last week I got a client from Panama. She came because she wanted to um, open a business here. So I was with her Tuesday and Friday driving around because I was looking in MLS, some uh, stores, and I couldn't find anything. So I was with her and we found a couple of uh, stores to rent. But in order for me to get to those listings agents, it's kind of really dif difficult. Is that okay first <clears throat> to be with the client driving around looking for, for a store for, for her to buy or rent to open her business? And also, how can I be more success in order for me to get in contact with those licensed agents? Okay, so it's an, you said a store, right? It's a commercial property. Yes, commercial property. Very good. Excellent. Love the question. Now, should you be, and you know the answer, should you be working with commercial deals? No, but I have an answer for that. Okay. I already called and he speaks... Um, group commercial group 
and they only have one rent store and one business. So in that case, I was asking around. Oh, couple oh, very important. Companies. Let's go back to that. It doesn't matter which company you work for. At the end of the day, you should not be working commercial deals. Look at what you just said. You just wasted a lot of time driving around. We, if you had, if you had, uh, if you had 150 listings and 50 cash buyers, would you be driving around a commercial property? No. <laughs> but who who can I transfer this? I that, need that's, to know. But that's my even uh, even if, even if you don't have anybody, and that's why you have you know our chat. You know, re reach out to me. All right, and I'd be more than glad to to refer you to somebody. But even if we can find anybody, you just say no. We need to we need to be comfortable saying no to the deals that are going to take mm -hmm. a lot of time to close and very low probability of closing. That's okay. it. Folks, I, I, I'd rather you invest that time, right? Having sales conversations with the people that are most likely to do business with you than driving around looking for stores. How inefficient for you, for you, is that? No, no, Extreme. And the reason you in this case, and, and, and thank you, Henry, for, for, for doing that. You're extremely... Uh, a hardworking person. I see you at every event. You're in every single. Uh, Thank you. Uh, so, so I'm saying it from, from my heart. I mean, I, I'm not saying anything, anything negative. This is very common, right? The reason we invest a lot of time with, you know, very low qualified prospects is because we don't have enough. And one more time, I rather you have invest that time in your in your house in your workplace reaching out to people. Guys, your job is just to talk to a lot of people and identify only the few that are ready to buy or sell. Well, but it's, I don't have that many. Generate more. It's very simple. You know how to do it. The worst part, <laughs> I'm sorry. The worst part, I have a lot of clients. They're waiting for me for soon. And the thing is you want to buy a house too. So it's something like, it's not only to want to open a business here, it's they, which is a couple, Venezuelan that live in Panama, they have a store there, so they want to open one here and also want to buy a house. Well, I, I can help you. I can help you with the house, but not, and again, I'm staying here because this is so common for, for so many of you guys. You guys want to do, bless you, you guys want to do absolutely everything, absolutely everything. And listen, I'm an expert. When you go to the doctor and you have an issue, Anywhere in your body, the doctor refers you to somebody else. Yeah. Be that doctor to your client. You're just not that expert. And, and be honest with your client. I'm not an expert in commercial. And again, I'm staying in this because so many of you make that mistake of trying to help the client in something that you just can't. You can even find the place. You can even find the place to search for those properties. Please stay to residential or if you're in commercial real estate, stay in commercial real estate. Do yourself that favor. Delegate that client to somebody else. Who? Tell me who. Uh, write to me and I'll find you somebody. But even if okay. I can't find you somebody, just tell them I can help you with that. Orlando, help me. You went to yeah. you went to you went to the the El retiro. You went the, to the, the, the retiro. We have commercial. You, we I have a person in the two guys. I just I refer to one. Just to let you I know, I, I have a transaction. 
and this this buyer wants to do some commercial i say i'm not going to waste time for that i refer to them they talking right away and my client is very happy that i referred because i told my 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 experience my best experience residential not commercial so i can refer to do it do it tell me if you are and again it, i'm staying in this topic because it's so common for it's not head me okay Yeah. It's it's most agents. You got you go. Very few agents, and 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 please, I, I'm saying this from the bottom of my heart. Most agents are struggling in real estate because let's be honest. Most agents don't have the expertise. They are just driving people around and that's not Hedmit's case because she's she's very prepared in the residential so i'm not talking about Hedmit in this case so most agents are just driving around and they do not have the skills yet i need you to develop your skills and stay within your sphere of, of knowledge and keep developing that and and in your case Hedmit, and look at look at thomas look at thomas going like this and and if you lose that client residentially That's okay. You'll make it up if you invest that time looking for the people in residential. And it wouldn't be the first client you lose. We lose clients all the time. And that's okay. That if you are if you're in business, listen, to me there is no doubt that not that not only we are the best team in real estate, but the second is far far below, specifically in the Hispanic world, right? There is no doubt. But we still lose agents all the time. And it would be immature for me to believe that everybody will want to do business with us. So part of your maturity is to understand that there are clients that you cannot accommodate and there are clients that you're going to lose. Every single business goes through that. By the way, worry if you're not losing clients. Mm. Worry if you're not losing clients. Right? You lose clients all the time. Thomas, how many clients have you lost? A lot. <laughs> But the good thing is I don't remember them. <laughs> <laughs> They are so far behind, I don't remember them anymore. No, but, but seriously, Orlando, if, if I may say something. Um, this, is, this is an example of everybody. This is not hate me. Because everybody, and, and even experienced uh, realtors do this, Experienced agents fall into the trap because you are trying to go one way and somebody comes to you and say, I have a $400 million deal in Mexico. And then you are like, all right, right? And guess what? You just lost your focus. And this is what you need to be able to do. I think Lorena was here or is here somewhere. I see her. And we had the discussion uh, like a year ago because something like this happened to us. And um, Lorena said, you know, let's do this. And I said, no, we're not doing that. And I said, she said, why? Because we're going to lose our focus. I don't want to get distracted by a $400 million deal. And she's almost about to kill me. And I said, no, because the likelihood of this deal, deal happening is very unlikely. And the loss of focus is very likely. So I choose not to go in that direction. And uh, you guys should do the same. You have to say no to some things. Uh, you know, people call us all the time with, uh, we're, you know, just develop a base of commercial brokers or even business opportunity brokers that you can refer to. And you do this over time, but you're going to start somewhere, right? So, um, you know, 
go to go to um, Loopnet, go to Craigsy, go to the, some of the commercial sites. You'll find the names, and eventually, with time, you 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 know who is a specialist because those people are specialists. Like I have a specialist in Brickle, for example. If somebody wants to do something in Brickle, I call the specialist. And say, here we are. I'm sending you a client. Send me the referral agreement, and I just introduce them, and that's it. Thank you. Thank Rod. you. Very good. Very very good. So, just to close on that, uh, my coach Dan Sullivan says something very very interesting. Right, the future of business, the the the, the most successful businesses will be the ones that develop the unique ability of its members. The most successful businesses will be the ones that develop the unique ability of its uh, members. So what's your unique ability? Might be Airbnb, might be pre-construction, might be listings, might be international clients, might be international investors, might be out-of-state investors, might be relocation. And I see Alamelis around here who does a lot of relocation. What's your niche? And you see it everywhere. You see it in sports. You see it in medicine. You see it in law, right? A general lawyer is kind of fishy, right? A real estate lawyer, a criminal lawyer, a divorce attorney, a tax attorney. They are very specific. And those are the ones that charge the most. Got it? So a general, a general accountant will charge you about $150 to $200 per hour. A taxed accountant will charge you between 450 to 650 per hour on average and you have way higher so the more you specialize the more you can charge in your case since you work commission based the more you specialize the more money you can make because again you're not wasting your time so you are very very efficient and number two when you talk to a client the client can feel hear see the sense of confidence that you have without those specific properties. So please, please either refer those clients or just say, I just can't help you with that. And that will give you such a release, like, oh, I said no to a client, right? And then you move on, right? So good point, good point. All right, so Carlos says, is there any is there a link to the event on Wednesday, Carlos? There is not a link because the event is going to be live, all right? So we're going to be at the Elser in downtown Miami from 5 p.m. to 7.30 p.m., right? 5 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Uh, the Elser is going to prepare some odours, uh, you know, maybe some wine, whatever. And I'm going to explain exactly, exactly, all right, the whole pre-construction workshop, right? Very, very important. Anna, wow, great sale. Uh, the property is the process to achieve the goal. Okay, wow, Anna, thank you very much for that comment. It was great to see you in the Dominican Republic. Uh, Pablo said, uh, can I take a client? Pablo, no, this is, Carlos says, can I take a client to the event on Wednesday? I wouldn't because we're gonna talk about, you know, the techniques you as real estate agents need to use right? In this case, to sell the Elser. So for the client, it's just not that, in, that, uh, that insightful. Now, if that client is a connector of yours, and many of you have connectors uh, that want to partner with you uh, to refer you some clients, absolutely. But if it's just a client, I wouldn't do so, right? 
so Carmen, let's go ahead. If I if I may say something, I highly recommend not to take clients to any of these events that are agent events, because and in general, I don't take clients to any event whatsoever, because I already had the experience of other agents that are better looking than me, taller, and uh, smell better to try to <laughs> steal my clients. So I highly recommend not to take him to events. Exactly. Take him to this. Take, take him to the sales. You know, to the, to the showroom, to the sales uh, center, but on your own, not with other agents. Not a good idea, in my opinion. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So Annie said five thirty. No, it's at five p.m. at the Elser. Five p.m. to seven thirty. Five p.m. to seven thirty. All right. Uh, uh, Rosaura said yes. So the Elser is face to face in the building. All right. Uh, so invite. I'm sorry. Maybe I said a client. It's an agent. So if you want to invite another agent, uh, yeah, you can invite an agent. Okay. Uh, uh, Jazz says so. Is it wrong to leave a voicemail or text message, letting them know that you call? Uh, I don't recommend it. Yes. So many of you, when you can reach out to the client, you leave a voice message or text message. I rather try one more time, the afternoon, Saturday, and two weeks from now, all right? Uh, let's see, let's see. Uh, just says focus, okay, focus on, on one specific property. Let's see. Uh, we need to find a commercial par partner and delegate. Very good, Thomas. And we have that commercial partner, right? Uh, so if you need the uh, the information to our commercial partner just write to c5 let me let me see uh info commercial partner you can write to c5 at c uh, info info at c5global.com right if you are looking for that if you are with another company and we have many agents from different companies here ask your broker, all right? Most likely 99% of the time, your broker, we have that commercial partner, all right? Uh, let's see, any other question right here? Pablo says, do you think it's worth to market the house off market to agents first? So they actually want to, to sell it uh, to their clients as of market deal. No, Pablo, I want to go uh, to market ASAP. Uh, why? Very, very simple. The, the reach you have when you, the reach you have, the connection you have to agents is very small compared to the whole market when you put it in the MLS. So you don't want to waste any time. You want your experience with your client as good as possible for the from the beginning. And that experience translates into a lot of traffic, right? So having the, the uh, and it creates a lot of work for you. You don't get paid more. The client doesn't save any money. So the moment you get the authorization to sell that property, you immediately put it in the MLS. Immediately put it in the MLS. Do not wait. Do not wait, all right? Good, good question. Carlos asked if the event is going to be in Spanish or in English. This one is going to be in Spanish. All right. Let's see if they have any other questions. Orlando, I have a question. Sure, Andrea, go ahead. Hi, how are you? How are you? Um, I'm fine, I'm fine. Um, I had this meeting with my client yesterday for someone who wants to lease a property in South Miami. Okay. And 
the meeting was super good. Uh, he asked me to leave the uh, listing agreement with him. And today at 4 p.m., I have to meet him, okay? He called me this morning and he said that he got another meeting today in the morning and the other broker, the other real estate agent offered uh, for him to list it for just 4% instead of 6%. So I need to prepare myself. That's easy. With, uh, yeah, okay. Can you help me on that, please? Sure, super simple. So again, when we have, but by the way, would you be willing to also list it for 4% or no? Yeah, why not at this point? Perfect, excellent, yeah. excellent. So Mr. Mr. Seller, what you're saying is that uh, you, you are thinking about going with this agent because instead of listing it for 6%, he would do it for four, is that right? Yeah. Okay. So the only reason you would be thinking to go in with this agent is because of the 4%. That would be the only reason. Yes. Perfect. So if I lower to 4%, will you authorize me to sell your property today? Yeah, I think, I think he's going to say yes. Perfect. Let's do it. All right. I'm sending you the agreement right away. I'll stay on the phone. All you have to do is do it uh, electronically and I'll be here and I will have that property listed right away and advertised to the whole market. Okay. I'm here. Let me know when you receive it. Doesn't matter where they are. Even if, oh, I'm, I'm driving. I'm sending it to you on the phone. Just let me know you got it. Got it. Thank you, Orlando. That's simple. So that is yeah. one of the easiest, the easiest ways to overcome that commission objection. Either one, I'm not willing to go to 4%. Let's see if it's a $100,000 property. And you know, for, you're gonna make four thousand dollars, and to you, four thousand dollars is not enough. So, okay, I'm sorry, Mr. Seller. So, if it is just for the price, I think you should go with that client. But most of the time, you know, we're willing to uh, collaborate with the client. So, you want to make sure that that's the only objection, and see how I ask you, right? So, you're telling me that the only reason you would go with that client, the only reason you would go with that client, uh, with that agent, I'm sorry, is because of the reduction on the commission, right? Yeah. Perfect. So let's do this. I'll lower it to 4% and we'll be in business today. Do you think that I made a mistake when I left the, the listing agreement yes. uh, with them? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And there's this is the reason why we do not leave a presentation without a signature. An agreement, a listing yeah. agreement. Never, never. Okay. Never. All right. Even if it is, and, and most of the time it's going to be conditional. Yeah, he wants to revise the, the listing agreement with with uh, an attorney or whoever. That's fine, but but still we don't leave it. We we do our best, and not hundred percent of the time we're gonna do it. Right? We want to show them how how eager we are to get that property in the market and achieve the goal yeah. of selling their home for them, for whatever specific reason they gave us. All right. So this is what I'm gonna do, and I want you to have an addendum. All right, that you can cancel this agreement within the next forty eight hours, no questions asked. All right, and that you won't put it in the MLS and you write it down and you, I won't advertise it in the MLS until you let, give me a written uh, approval of this. I just want to make sure that we don't waste any time. Mr. Seller, I just want to make sure, all right, that once you're ready to sell this property, I don't have to come back and give you the paperwork and authorize me to sell your property. I want to be ready. And the moment you give me the go, we're ready to go. Does that make sense? Got it. Yeah. So just 
just okay. authorize me to sell the property. Here is the addendum that says I will not advertise the property anywhere until you send me a written confirmation that you are authorizing me to sell your property. And you will have the time to discuss it with your lawyer or to think about it overnight with your spouse. That's fine. I just want to save time. Speed is of the essence. And you as a business person understands that. One of the yeah. key factors in business, and especially in this changing real estate market, higher interest rate, buyers thinking about it is speed. So one of the one of what's one of the key factors in this market, Mr. Seller, is what? Speed. What is it, Mr. Seller? Speed. Speed. One more time. What's one of the most important things in this market? You see interest rates every single week. Are they going up or down? Up. Up. And that's every single week. So speed is key to this, to this market. Yep. Every day we wait is another day buyers think a little bit more and retreat and leave <clears throat> the market. So speed is key. It's not, all, it's not about me selling the property. It's about you accomplishing the goal of selling the property so you can accomplish A, B, or Z. Got it? Got it. Got it. So Thank you, Orlando. Got it. I okay. want to leave this paperwork ready, right? With the addendum that if you do not send me a written confirmation, this is this disagreement is void. Not a hundred percent of the time you're going to accomplish it, right? But I would say six to seven times out of ten, you will accomplish that goal. And once they have the authorization, once you have the author authorization, it's more difficult for them to go with somebody else. Guys, you are going to lose more clients for not being, and I don't know if that's the right word, being aggressive, right? Than lack of, say, you lose more people, more clients for the lack of intensity than being too intense. Got it? When people call me intense, I say, yes, I got it. I did something right, right? And, and some people call me intense with a bad cognition, and I go, yes, I got it. Cool. That's what I needed, right? Remember the, the, uh, the example of, of my wife? I met her that day. I blocked the car. I got off the car. I asked for the phone number. She gave me the wrong number. I call again. This is the wrong number. This is the right number. I'll pick you up tonight. We're going to go to dinner. I pick her up. I said, this week, I'm going to go to the beach. We're going to go to the movies. And if she said, whoa, 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 this guy is too intense. Perfect. Just tell me right now so I don't waste my time. I don't want to waste my time. And I don't want to be your friend. I want to get to meet you in a personal level. Let me know. Yes or no. And I get it. And if it's no, you know, that's it. That's, that's fine. I get it. Big boy can handle it. And as a professional, Mr. Buyer Seller, if you say no, I, can, I get it. I have other people that I can work, work with. Yes or no. Got it? We got to go forward 100%. And people, you're going to find more people that are more clients that are attracted to that level of intensity, all right, than the few clients that are going to say, whoa, whoa, that person is too intense. That's what you need. A person that, you know, for the job of selling your home, a person that is intense, like, oh my God, this guy or gal are kind of crazy, kind of cuckoo in their head. That's what, that's what, that's what I need. Make sense? All right. Perfect. Makes sense. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, five more minutes, guys. Uh, 
Fernando says, when you lower the commission, we're lowering the option to sell the property too. Uh, okay, I would disagree with that, Fernando. Very important. We are going to lower the commission on our side, all right? Not on their side. Got it? The 3% is untouchable. Now, this is one of the biggest controversies, and we're going to spend the last five minutes of the call today on the commission, uh, and some of you are already laughing, uh, on the commission. Uh, a lot of brokers or agents uh, go against me in terms of the commissions. Uh, I always charge 3%. So why? Why? To me, the most important thing is volume. By the way, let's say it's 4%, right? Uh, Andrea said, okay, I'm willing to do 4%. You never touch the, the buyer's agent. It's going to be 3% because the reality is that they're going to choose you fewer people and you're going to make only 1%. All right. In this case, I'll make only 1%. Let's say it's a half a million dollar property. I'll make $5,000. All right. I'll make $5,000. How much would have cost you to have a billboard 24-7 with a testimonial from a seller in that community with access to the property, how much would that cost you? Thousands of dollars. So let me explain myself. When you get a listing, there is a billboard 24-7 that how much is it costing you? Zero. But it's more important than the billboard with your picture from 28 years ago, from 78 years ago. It's a testimonial that somebody in their community, they, their neighbor is trusting you to sell their home. So in some deals, you'll make more. In some deals, you'll make less. But as long as you're making money, that listing should bring you at least at least one more seller and two more buyers, at least if you're doing it right. Hey, listen, 1% on this one is not costing me anything. I'm making money on my marketing. Excellent. And I'd rather have 10 deals at 1% than one property at 3%, which, by the way, that's one of the techniques we use to monopolize, monopolize areas. And people hate us for that. Some other real estate agents hate us for that. Well, you know, that's up to you. But that's part of the technique. So do not focus so much on the net. Focus on the exponential growth that you can have and exposure that you can have with one listing if you do it right. It's not about the commission. It's about all the other benefits you get by having a listing, right, Thomas? Thomas, how many, not, not, not how many deals you've been able to close, how many business partners, people that offer you to partner with you to develop properties have you found in open houses? Absolutely. Um, but, you know, it's, it's very interesting you mentioned this point because I had a listing in Pinecrest, a new, a new listing that I had a couple of years ago, new house, and... Uh, a friend of mine, agent, brought a developer in to see the house, and we made good friends, and we hit it off. And uh, he said, look, if you're willing to make me a good deal, I'll list my next house with you. And you were to that house. You went to that house. In Beautiful, yeah. If you remember. And it was like a $6 million listing, and I was willing to take it, actually, not for 2%, but for one and a half to me. But guess what? Put my name on the map even more in Pinecrest. I sold it in record time. We advertised the hell out of it. We sold it like in three weeks. Um, it was just very, and, and we are discussing again, right now as we speak, two new houses again in Pinecrest within 
And I tell you what, the uh, guys that work with the big companies with the big names, the big company says, you cannot cut the commission. You can cut your side if you want. We are totally in control in our group to do with our commissions what we like. So uh, we have more flexibility. And like you said, they don't like us, but hey, we get the business. Right, that's, that's it. It's again, it's the opportunity. As a business person, a business, a salesperson will only count dollars. A business person will always count the opportunities. Got it? So a salesperson is always just chasing the next dollar, the next dollar, the next dollar. As a business person, what opportunities can I get once I list this property? It's a completely different mindset. Whoa, with this property now, I can do so much open houses for sale signs, broker op uh, open houses, and I can develop relationships, right? I can get access to a community that I didn't have before. It's a closed community. I never been in, I, it's impossible to get into that community. Now I can have that relationship. I have authority in front of the neighbors. It's the relationships, the opportunities that will arise from that with that specific client, right? You sell that property to a client for 1%, they need to buy another property. You'll make the 3% on the other one. That's it. Now you're making 4%. And before you would have made zero. If you're a salesperson, you're counting the dollars. If you're a business person, an entrepreneur, you're counting the opportunities. All right, guys? So it's 11.01, time for me to go to another meeting. I hope you enjoyed this Q&A session we had today. Remember, uh, to the, uh, tomorrow at 10 a.m., we have the production meeting in Spanish with Daniel. And I will see you on Wednesday, 5 p.m. at the Elser. Hugs and kisses to everybody. Thank you very much for being here. And I'll see you tomorrow at 10 with Daniel, Wednesday, live at the Elser, 5 p.m. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>